morning, everyone, and welcome to another Tallahassee Tuesday presented by Wait 5 Minutes, the Floridian podcast. I'm Nick D'Alessandro. It has been a little over a week since the legislative session of 2019 ended, and Governor Ron DeSantis has been signing and even vetoing bills that had been previously passed by our legislature. His first veto was on a bill that would have banned single-use plastic, like plastic straws. On the other hand, DeSantis signed a bill into law that we discussed last week that allow for teachers in certain local school jurisdictions to be armed. This, along with the Sanctuary City Bill, the Smokable Medical Marijuana Bill, and the Amendment 4 edition, means that the governor is stepping away from the past few months with brand new victories under his belt. One such victory, and one that most Floridians can agree on, is a plan regarding Everglades restoration and environmental protection that is not only unprecedented in our state, it's unprecedented in the country. We have had a very difficult couple of years in the state of Florida regarding our environmental policies. Our former governor, now Senator Rick Scott, was opposed to climate change policies and even banned the words global warming with regulators. Then last year, toxic algae blooms being released from Lake Okeechobee swamped our shores and killed thousands of wildlife. This year, however, Governor DeSantis called for a major boost in Everglades funding and with the budget approved by the legislature, got an additional billion dollars. The government is bent on reducing the discharges from Lake Okeechobee. Most importantly, we appointed our first ever chief science officer, Thomas Fraser. He's, quote, a biologist who has been director of the University of Florida School of Natural Resources and Environment since 2012 and previously worked as acting director of the UF Water Institute, end quote. The Florida Department of Environmental Protection is also looking for someone else, a chief resilience officer. This is the job posting's exact description, quote, the chief resilience officer will prepare Florida for the environmental, physical, and economic impacts of climate change, especially sea level rise, end quote. That is very much a big deal. Late last month, Governor Ron DeSantis also announced a blue-green algae task force that would be made up of researchers from across the state and will work under Thomas Frazier. Summer is approaching, however, and the warm weather could launch further issues as algae starts to flourish in the warm, humid spaces in Lake Okeechobee. It's impossible to track now how this is going to go, but there's some indication of how it could go, now that the plan to keep Florida's coasts safe have an unusual new ally, President Donald Trump. Trump is a climate change skeptic, but has aligned with Florida in terms of our protections against algae. Yesterday, at the time of this recording, President Trump announced that his administration will advocate for $200 million more million headed towards the Army Corps of Engineers based in the Everglades that operate the Herbert Hoover Dyke around Lake Okeechobee. The dams are old and low, and when the algae overflows due to high rainfall, it has been released into connecting waterways, and that damages our coasts. The budget allocated towards the engineers was intended to be 31% lower and ignored the issues around Lake Okeechobee. But then a letter from our senators, Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, as well as Governor Ron DeSantis, seemed to sway the conversation. Suddenly, our state's conservation, which is a new priority for the state government, has become one for our federal leaders as well. But Trump is finding ways to be contradictory to this new movement. The past two and a half years of his administration has been riddled with very unpopular policies that have shown that combating climate change is not a priority for his administration. The most recent move is devastating, especially for Florida. Last Thursday, the Trump administration removed safety rules that were put in place for offshore drilling nine years ago. Those rules came after Deepwater Horizon exploded in the Gulf of Mexico in 2010. Additionally, the Interior Department, quote, 
said it was pushing back plans to open up vast new areas of coastline for oil and gas exploration in federal waters. End quote. The oil and gas companies have their sights set on one spot in particular, the Gulf of Mexico. The area is prosperous for oil companies, but this new move by the Trump administration would make it more likely that a blowout could occur below the ocean's surface. Oil companies could also hire third-party inspectors instead of having the government send in inspectors themselves. This is dangerous not only for coasts, but also for oil workers in general. This also puts Ron DeSantis' priorities at odds with his ally Donald Trump, who has been a supporter of DeSantis since the election. Ron DeSantis ran relying heavily on Trump and his influence in the state, and many believe this led him right to the governorship. Now, however, they're seeing themselves at odds, though their positive connection could have been why the budget changed in the first place. Regardless, his environmental stance could change our fight against climate change in a very palpable way. Only time will tell. And that's what next week's Tallahassee Tuesday will be about, the future. What does the next few months in Florida look like now that the legislative session is done? How will the bills go into effect? How will things change between now and next March when the legislature meets again? All that next Tuesday. Be sure to check out this past Friday's episode about Okahumka featuring the Pulitzer Prize winning author Gilbert King. Also be sure to check out this upcoming Friday's episode, the story of The Villages, the popular and influential retirement community with an amazing history. I will see you then. I'm Nick D'Alessandro. Have a fantastic week.